Hello, hello, hello. It's Money Talk Mondays on Crystal's View with Angie B. What's up, (laughs) y'all? It's the morning and I'm actually here feeding my son. And I'm I'm thinking we're going to start a series um, on Mondays specifically um, so we can become more prayerful about our finances. So um, I've been in my beautiful relationship for a really long time, like 16 years. Um, you know, we've hit some bumps off and on, but we managed to have two beautiful kids, two beautiful kids. Um, it took me 10 years to get pregnant, um, because I have a condition called polycystic ovarian syndrome and a blocked fallopian tube. Um, but I managed to have two little angels, um, excuse me, after making solid changes within my own diet, um, I was able to conceive my daughter on surprise and then, um, my son, but we all know that children in themselves can actually put a strain on relationships, especially when relationships aren't financially sound. Right. So I chose marriage and money. Um, well, one, because I'm married, (laughs) and you know, money is, is again, uh, a topic that actually is, can cause divorce. Financial strain can cause divorce. It's one of the things that causes divorce. Um, especially when, uh, either a, the husband's too controlling the wife becomes too controlling, um, spending habits aren't intact. Um, it, it can be an issue or you have households where you've got two strong people with finances and that's great that they're strong with finances, but they're not, um, they, they don't know how to, um, what is it? cohesively work together to to get it together like they're good for themselves but they're not good for each other in that way um sometimes it works for people other times it doesn't um but we all you know manage to get through it like you've got opposites that are great like you have the man that's really good with money and the wife not so much um and then you have the the wife who's really good with money and the man, not so much. Um, I'm not going to tell you who I am in the relationship. Um, <laughs> but you know, dynamics work like they, that. And they say that opposite attracts, right? Um, so let's talk money talks, right? When it comes to marriage, um, marriage and money, I know he's like asking me for more food because I'm he's actually eating solids now. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, I'm taking this from focus on the family. And it says that newlywed couples struggle to keep their marriage together um, in like in just six months after their wedding. Okay. Um, Obviously, it's really not a mystery as to why. when you accumulate debt prior to getting married, right? You have to think about it. Like they, if let's use an example number, like they used in on the website, they used $180,000 of combined consumer and student loan debt. That is real. 
I have like about maybe $50,000 in student loan debt, you know, and it's, it's, it's a real deal. Uh, when you go to college, that money is easily there so that I'm also figuratively like really making a plan so I can get that taken care of for me. Um, I think it's about that much. That might be wrong, but anywho, we're not talking about myself. So if you're coming out of college and only making $60,000, your debt to income ratio is way off. So you have a lot of people either still living with their parents or um, regrouping and moving back in with their parents for other reasons um, so and things like that. Sorry, I just like took a big gasp of air. Um, and then you have the wedding, honeymoon, the home furnishings, like things that they buy. Like, again, if you don't go the save money route and build a true savings first before actually going into these things, it can be quite costly. Um, so it becomes a shocking situation, actually, because $180,000 of debt to $60,000 of income. I mean, it's a real deal because obviously employers do not pay you for your skill or your worth, your valuation that you were paying so much to get in college. Um, so it becomes, you know, the struggle in the beginning, trying to survive for richer, for poor right off the bat. Like right after you take your vows, you're actually going through it. Okay. So when you try to take the Bible, okay. Yeah. I, I do speak from that perspective at times. Um, so I'm going to throw it in there. Um, you want to avoid uh, some of the difficulties that can take place over a course of a marriage, okay? Um, rather than seeing the goal of a new marriage, right, as the accumulation of things. You can't trade out your partner, like, because they can't manage money. You knew that before marrying them, okay? I just wanted to say that. Um, in Matthew 6, 3, 3, okay, I'm taking biblical verse because we don't reference the Bible enough when it comes to our finances. So I'm just going to throw it in there. I made a post yesterday about, you know, that very thing that we have a great resource, especially if you have not been to a financial class in our homes. All of us have at least one. Um, so seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Okay. So rather than being owners of all we hold, we are more accurately renters in this world. So caretakers of what God has given us basically. And that's what focus on the family talks about. Um, so we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. So that's 1 Timothy 6, 7. Okay, so once couples accept that God owns everything, you have to accept that God owns everything. Now remember, according to God's word, I know where I'm getting preachy today. Oh, I didn't mean to get so deep, but I I feel moved to actually speak from this angle. So those of you guys that are not really religious, um, just, just bear with me. Bear with me, hear this out, understand where I'm going with this. Maybe this is something you actually need to hear. I'm praying that you do actually receive the the true message in this 
Um, if you are struggling, maybe this is something you just needed here. So if you find value in this, please share it. I really hope that you, you know, share it and give it to someone. So once couples accept that God owns everything and they have simply been chosen to be stewards or managers of his property, okay, then it's important for them to manage according to his principles and standards, Okay, so realizing that it's not yours, it all belongs to God. Your TV, your shoes, your food, um, the the brick and mortar that you're in, the cave that you live in, the, the room that you're in, it does not belong to any one person, okay? Your ownership is temporary. Your body belongs to God. It is temporary. It's a temporary housing for who you are, really. Okay, once you realize that, I know, I know I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, in there and I really feel moved that this will bless someone. So, um, he will give us greater things to manage. So how we faithfully manage what he has given us will determine whether he will give us greater things to manage. I know, puppy, I'm, I'm, the spoon's not coming fast enough. That's why you're screaming for it. I know, I know. Okay, so, and I'm, I feel kind of good because I'm preaching this into my son. I, it's right now I'm finding myself um, really now that I'm a boy mom and I know the responsibilities of, of the, the male in the house, I feel even more pressed uh, to really, really know this knowledge. Um, I want to teach my daughter this knowledge so she doesn't become a burden to her husband. Um, I want to teach my son so he he isn't a burden to his wife. Um, because I believe the man should be taking care of the household. And I also believe that it should be a unified um, goal for each of them to be prayerful about finances. Okay, so he will give us greater things to manage. So well done, good and faithful servant. You have uh, been faithful over a little I will set you over much enter into the joy of your master and this is Matthew 25 um 23 um the biblical concept of stewardship begins with understanding that we will be judged um y'all take that how you want I'm just here delivering a message because I believe that before we can move forward with this series that I'm going to be doing every Monday on finances. Um, We need to just get it together in that realm. I believe a lot of people don't understand it, hopefully and willfully. Um, And I'm I'm just praying that this does bless you. So a few things you want to do, and I'm just going to list them off before you. um, I know, puppy, I'm getting you your bottle. What'd you do with it? Ahí está. Okay, papito. I know. Mm, So yummy. (laughs) My baby. All right. So a few things you want to do. Now get a pen and paper handy, please. So you can be able to um, get this down. You want to think ahead to avoid problems. I'm just going to list them. Think ahead to avoid problems. And they um, actually come. This comes from Luke 14, 28. I'll read it in a minute. You want to keep good records. Okay, this is these these are ways to actually avoid issues in your marriage over finances biblically. 
You want to keep good records. Proverbs 24, 3 to 4. Get educated. Proverbs 14 through 15. And that's exactly what I'm working on right now. Um, I've been keeping records. Uh, I've been very prayerful with my own personal finances for years. Um, until I started having kids, I, I started to let go of the reins. This is, this is truth here. I let go of the reins and I was hoping my husband could take over because I'm the one who actually manages all that. Okay. Um, and it's been really rocky because I've spent so many years doing the job, um, that I actually personally have, um, issues letting go of that responsibility because that's always been my job in the house so it's been hard trying to balance that out and then we you know fought you know married couples fight all the time about things like that so um I think okay get educated so now what was great is I linked up with this awesome company that educates families um on money like teaches you what money is and how you're supposed to use currency to 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 better navigate your future and your life for everything from like investments to how to protect your life and transfer um liability and all this other stuff so it it's really amazing and i'm i'm really excited about all the information that i've learned um so i'm eager a little to like really share it um so each of these headings have a, a a verse in the Bible. I told you, think ahead to avoid problems. So um, it goes like this. Which of you does, uh, desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? And that's Luke 14, 28. So um, this paragraph goes into saying by too often couples put off planning until they are so deeply in debt that it seems impossible to get out. And that's so true. And I remember like when I used to be the one planning and going through it, writing it down on paper, which is important for anything that you're doing. If you're goal setting, definitely want to get it on paper because it's a visual aid and it keeps you on track to what it is that you're doing. Um, so I'm, I'm the list organizer, purchaser person in the house. I love doing that. I'll, I'll organize the crap out of stuff. That's my habit. I don't know. Maybe it's the Virgo in me. Who knows? (laughs) Um, so too often couples put off planning until they are so deeply in debt that it seems impossible to get out. Okay. That's not planning. It's um, reacting. So couples need to begin planning by writing down their goals and objectives, like I just said, uh, which should include a balanced budget. And these goals and objectives need to be reviewed yearly because you know why that is. You're going to be like, why does it need to be reviewed yearly? Because things change. Uh, You may have a baby. I got I had a surprise pregnancy last year and I freaked out because I was like, no, I'm so ready to like uh, be free of not having to spend money on on literal things that my daughter used to poop away, like my money. Like diapers are like $24 to $40 a case at BJ's, okay, depending on what you get. And then if your kids end up with eczema or any type of allergy because... The diet during pregnancy wasn't that great. So you didn't build up your children's immune system before they came out your belly. Um, Then you've got that other issue. 
all right yeah i know most of you guys just cringed at that whole little statement but uh research it you'll find fact in that um you know so review that budget yearly okay you want to account for the changes that occur uh, one of the first goals is includes avoiding financial bondage by staying out of additional debt and committing to paying off existing debt. Okay, like I'm going to use credit cards as an example here. Um, when I was working on my husband and mine's credit because we were pushing for a goal a long, long time ago to purchase a home. Um, and I was in, it, 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 I know you guys are like, but you didn't buy a house yet. <laughs> I did not because I ended up having a baby. <laughs> okay. Um, and our budget did not account for it. So we tapered, tailored that back and we're regrouping now. You know, regrouping is necessary sometimes. Um, so writing it down, um, changing it yearly and avoid financial bondage like staying out of additional debt and committing to paying off existing debt this doesn't necessarily mean that a couple should never borrow money but borrowing to buy consumables such as gifts vacations and clothing you know things of that nature should be avoided okay so this is also telling you to be prayerful about your spending on the expenditures okay (laughs) um This type of borrowing will put a couple back, okay, which is the truth, um, into an insurmountable debt, which is the truth, because what do you do? You whip your credit card out and you're like, oh, I got this thinking, you know, your credit card, but you want to think of credit cards as borrowing from yourself, which you spend, you have to pay back. And that's how I actually going back to what I was saying. That's how we used to use the credit cards. Um, and it worked out great, um, because we would borrow the money, pay the credit cards and the credit cards would have an awesome payment thing. And our credit scores used to skyrocket. That's actually one of the best ways to bring up your credit that and purchasing a home. Okay. So you don't want to bring, you don't want to get insurmountable debt faster than they can pay themselves out of it. You see themselves because you're borrowing the money from yourself. So credit cards are not extra money. And a lot of people will apply for a credit card and um, will either say one or two things. I remember in retail, um, I used to, you know, you have to push credit cards, right? On people when you're in retail, it's the truth. They happen. Um, American Eagle does it. I'm naming these places. Oops. Uh, Fashion Bug used to do it. They're closed now. I'm sure Rainbow, Target, Sears, Macy's. Come on, you guys shop at these places. All right. And they're always they have the credit card signs around the registers and you either do one or two things. Oh, I want one or oh, oh, my God. No. And um, you're either a horrible spender. So you, you get credit cards wherever you go and you spend it, spend it, spend it, max it, max it, max it. Or you're still a horrible spender. That's why you're cringing, cringing, cringing at getting a credit card. At the end of the day, you don't trust yourself. And or you need to learn to trust yourself and learn better principles of uh, credit card management. Uh, You want to be below. I they say uh, 50 to 20, 20 to 50 percent usage. I say stick it to 15 percent. Whatever you have available on your card, you want it to be 
used only to 15%. This is the principle that I used. Um, this is the principle that I've taught um, to clients um, to help them get over the financial hump in their brains. Um, you really just want to be prayerful about your finances and the credit cards. Listen to my son. He just finished eating, so he's full. I kind of want to do uh, elimination communication with him. He he did really good with that yesterday. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> I know I'm off tangent. I'm a mom. Go figure. Okay. So the next topic under um, marriage and money for today, um, keeping good records. Okay. By wisdom, a house is built by and by understanding. It is established by knowledge. The rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. This is Proverbs 24, 3 through 4. And um, we're going to take a break. I just read that topic and I'll be right back. And we're back. Um, you know, I'm getting a little organized with what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so, oh no, what's going on? Okay, so we left off on keeping good records, right? That's where we left off. I just finished thinking ahead, right? I hope. Um, yep. Just trying to review my notes here. <laughs> so keeping good records is the next heading. And I said, by wisdom, a house is built and established by understanding. It is established by knowledge. The rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And that was Proverbs 24, 3 through 4. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, it was think ahead to avoid problems. <laughs> um, guys, I, I took an interlude to try to do, um, what is it? Elimination communication with my son. So <laughs> I have to get back on track here. Normally I would listen prior to re starting up another recording and I didn't do that this time. So bear with me. So if I'm repeating something that you just heard, bear with me. Um, Think ahead to avoid problems. So which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Um, I think I did touch on this one already. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, one of the first goals, including avoiding financial bondage, is by staying out of additional debt and committing to paying off existing debt. Yeah, I did list all this stuff. Okay, so keeping good records is where we were at. And I already read that, but I'm going to read it again. By wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. That's Proverbs 24 um, verses 3 through 4. Okay, speaks on that. Um, I'm referencing focus on the family today. Um, and according to the site, um, it is impossible for couples to have their finances under control unless they understand the basics of good 
record keeping. Um, I think I, I, I let you guys know in the last episode that I was actually the one who, who would do all that. And I used to do it and was very good at keeping it. Um, was able to actually fix our credit, make things good and stuff. And then boop, we got pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, honey, you as a man, as a, you know, the head of the household and all that. Take control, take control. You know, I, I just want to focus on raising our babies. And that's kind of, I think I get into that mode whenever I have a baby. I just want to focus on the baby. So recently it was discovered, right? That fewer than two out of 10 couples, okay, know how to actually balance their bank accounts. That's crazy. And we all use banks, right? Like who doesn't have a bank account? Unless, you know, you used to have one. But at one point in your life, you you had a bank account. All right. So this means that many married couples seldomly know how much money they have to spend or how much they're spending. So couples should work together to develop their financial plans. Okay. But uh, there should only be one bookkeeper, I, which is true, I guess. So we, we do it together. And I guess the bookkeeper is the person who actually keeps it together, right? Um, in the homes who pays the bills. So I guess that was my job. I think I should just take my job back, right? I think I should just take my job back. Two bookkeepers tend to invite disaster, which is so true because you guys won't be on the same page. It'll be like uh, what I'm going through right now because I'm trying to transition the reins to hubby. And hubby is just too busy to do that. So we will argue like on what I spent, what he's going to spend. It's, it just ends up being a whole fagata. <laughs> okay. So bottom line, keeping good records, keeping good be- bookkeeping in your household will help you avoid marital issues when it comes to finances. Um, and the big one that I think a lot of us really, really, really miss um, miss, we really are miss or remiss about, um, is just getting educated. If you've got a friend that's offering you education on finances, okay. Um, or if they're getting educated on finances and they want to share something with you, I say, take it. It's free education that you don't, uh, well, you don't have to pay for, but if you want to go the extra mile and pay for it, pay for it, but it's expensive. It can be expensive, like upwards of a couple thousand dollars to go and get educated, really educated on finances. So anyway, getting educated and we're going to read the Bible verse that goes with it. Uh, The simple. Oh, my fault. Yeah, the simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. Uh, Okay. Listen, this is outside of money. Like, I, I'm one of those people who will believe you until you prove me wrong. Until I see from my eyes that you are exactly what I thought you were. <laughs> you know, or exactly what someone else described you as. So, on a literal note. But the prudent gives thought to his steps. So, this is basically just saying... um. Don't be, you know, so quick or naive about situations. Be prayerful about the, 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 the movements that you make when it comes to your finances. So 
Um, hey, listen to this. I, I just said that, right? So most financially naive couples are not stupid regarding money. They're just uninformed. And I I believe that 100%. We are just not informed enough about finances. Like in school, I think I've said this before, they, they only teach you how to spend money. They don't really, really teach you the things that you could do to actually build wealth and really build legacies, estates, and things like that. They don't go in depth with that, okay? We are already pre-programmed to spend when we go to math class. I'm just saying. And I'm talking about high school education. I'm not even talking about college because college, you have a choice. You can take financial courses if you want. I'm talking about high school where we're actually getting basic skills to make it in life, okay? So I'm going to reread that sentence. Most financially naive couples are not stupid regarding money, okay? They are just uninformed regarding how borrowing and interest rates work, you see? And I think that education is just so important. So as a result, their primary concern becomes how much are the monthly payments rather than how much is this going to cost ultimately, right? In addition, uh, naive people often borrow more money than they can repay because they have no budget, okay? Uh, In essence, they have no idea where their money goes each month or how much credit their income can support, Okay, going back to that whole concept of credit cards. Credit cards are borrowing from yourselves. Just because a bank is telling you this is how much money we're going to trust you with on a card, you still have to pay it back. You are borrowing the money from yourself. Okay? Okay. Couples need to learn financial management and budgeting principles and use that information to avoid debt or financial problems. Okay, I'm going to repeat that sentence because a lot of us get together in relationships and we don't think for finances like we don't we don't we don't we don't look at somebody and be like, oh, how do you manage your money, boo? What you doing with your money, honey? No, we look at the things that they're buying. We look at how they take care of themselves. We, we think that we're going to be great with the person. Come on, let's be real. Let's be real. Okay, be real. Because you don't delve into these things until you actually get into a serious relationship. And for me, I feel like people make that mistake. Like this is, a, I think, I think how you manage your money should be like a primary thing up, up above what's going on in the bedroom. I'm just saying, I, I'm a little raw here. I, I'm just letting you know, for sure, for sure. Okay, so couples need to learn financial management and budgeting principles and use that information to avoid debt or financial problems. Okay. And um, I'm sure you guys may know someone in the financial industry. Um, If you do not, um, uh, do your research, find someone who is so that you can know what a true savings is. A true savings account, building wealth, estate building, learning what a budget is. Um, I'm actually in the midst of learning what debt stacking is, and it's pretty amazing, actually. It's a great way to get out of uh, 
financial burdens um, and manage your finances as well. So it's pretty cool. Um, so I would research debt stacking. Um, so I believe according, and I agree with this. So according to focus on the family, God has a special purpose for every couple. Okay. To bring joy to the husband and wife and to create a team that can achieve more together than the individuals could accomplish on their own. And that's true. You should be like doubling everything. I believe that in a relationship, you guys are a huge force um, and can do a lot if you work together towards the same dreams and goals. You know, you could have one couple who are one person within the couple who wants to have this ideal um, life. And then you have another person within that same relationship who's okay with where they're at. That may not be good for your relationship, you know, because you guys aren't thinking to the same level. So there's going to be some level of unhappiness. So then you have to go into what am I really sacrificing? What is it that I really want out of life with my my spouse? This is like some deep stuff. You have to make these decisions uh, when it comes to your finances, because if you guys don't have common goals when it comes to um, where you envision your life you know, or if you have a partner that's just riding the sails and not really contributing, um, you know, just living life, tra-la-la, that can be a problem. That can be a major marital issue, which coincides with the finances, okay? Because if they're okay with where they're at, the money that you're putting together, if you think about it, um, could be just, in their minds, more spending money for them and not really creating a future, Okay, so um, you want to think of your goals as a larger than your purchases, okay, and get free from debt so you can be available for any adventure uh, God brings your way. Um, uh, You know, I was listening to some infomercial on TV, I believe it was yesterday, while, you know, doing what I was doing, and they were talking about how if a family has like a $500 um, expenditure occur, like they need the money, that, uh, you know, financials are so bad that um, they need to, um, that, that $500 would send them into um, catastrophic debt. That's, that scares me. That scares me. It doesn't scare you. That scares me that that could potentially be. And then you know what? You've got a lot of people. I'm going to be a little raw and real here. You got a lot of people that are quick to acquire dreams and goals before they lay down the foundation to their financial homes. Okay. You have a financial house that you don't know how to operate yet. And you want to go for your dreams and goals before establishing your foundations. Let that sink in. Uh, A lot of people want to, they think, okay, I got to fix my credit and then I can buy a house. That's great. But if you're not managing your money, you're not budgeting, you're not looking at your financials all the time, um, and you're not setting up your wealth prior to your getting your home, you are really setting up the premise for failure. 
like that whole financial bubble that happened uh, a few years ago. I think it was 2011. I don't remember. The bubble, you guys know what I'm talking about in Florida and a lot of places, right? Where people were getting homes, everything was rolling, um, mortgages kept getting refied. I mean, my parents got caught up in that because of that whole situation. We we ended up with lots of money in our hands. You know, can't say much for all that now, right? Because we didn't know how to budget. All right. Or we thought that the budgeting that we were doing was accurate. Okay. And you don't know what a true budget is until you actually sit with a financial advisor. But financial advisors won't sit with you unless you got some money in the bank. Until you already establish some sort of res- uh, resemblance of an educated mindset towards your own finances. So it is your responsibility to go and learn more about how money works. Okay? If you expect to sit with anyone who um, really knows money, you need to get your, your own state of mind correct. And even then, when you sit with a certified public accountant, they... they 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 don't they don't know certain things too which is crazy so uh, between you and your husband between your betrothed your your fiance the person you're in a relationship with okay you both need to get a financial needs analysis done together learn about debt stacking Okay, and become more educated about your current situation and just face the music as to where you're at. Because honestly, you don't know any of this stuff. You don't know. Okay, be truthful with yourself. I feel like this is like one of those AA meetings. Hi, I am an alcoholic. And (laughs) that's what I feel like. Address it. You know, I'm not saying receive it. What I'm saying is acknowledge the fact that you are truly and sincerely not educationally equipped to handle your finances. Okay. Now, for those of you who are looking for more abundance, guys, please share and subscribe. I'm, I'm, I really feel like I'm giving out money today. <laughs> okay. I, I really, in my heart of hearts, soul of souls, powers of powers, whatever you want to call it, believe that you can become financially free. A wealth building, a state accumulating monster. If you just apply some of the principles and take some of the advice I'm throwing out here. Um, m- money isn't everything, but God doesn't want us to be in debt. He doesn't want us to be in bondage. He doesn't want us to be trapped. You hear my son this whole time in the background? He's like so cute. <laughs> he doesn't want us to be it within our pitfalls. He doesn't want us to be uh, broken. He wants us to be strong and he wants us to have wealth because he wants us to be financially free enough to bless people. Like he wants us to do these things. 
Okay, he wants us to not have the worry of uh, of being uh, captive by our finances. He doesn't want that. So don't believe that for yourself. Not one second. Okay, I want you guys to be really blessed by the message I'm, I'm really sharing with you guys today. I really felt compelled to really share this series uh, with you. Um, um, so since I did marriage and money today, what does God expect? Uh, uh, next Monday series will be on money man money management in marriage. I know it felt you felt like I gave it to you there. So I would love for you guys to read these um these few um verses that focus on the family put out. I am going to be following their series that they put out and um it's going to be money money management in marriage. Uh, for next money okay money monday okay because i just really feel like this topic is a big big deal so i'm gonna read it from here right i'm gonna read it from there and then i'm gonna speak on it like i just am okay um, but let me give you the verses that I focused on. Those of you who got, who really want to go back and like research it again. Um, Luke 14, 28 is thinking ahead. Proverbs 24, three through four is keep good records. And then, um, getting educated Proverbs 14, 15. Okay. Um, you guys. I really, really, I feel like you guys are going to be so blessed with with just what I, the this today that I just put out to start um, this series. I really feel like you're going to be so blessed with it. And um, um, go out today, get a book, um, make it specific for Mondays that we're going to be going over this. What I love about um, podcasting this is that it'll be available anytime you're ready. Um, Listen, you do not need quiet time to listen. If you're driving somewhere, what I used to do to study, I'm giving you guys study tips because a lot of people like to give the excuse. um, I don't have time or this, that, and the third or, or whatever it is. The world is in their way. I'm in my way. Whatever the case may be, stop being in your way and stop letting the world get in your way and make a way. Okay. Um, what I do is, um, when I used to work and do, I used to do a lot of stuff. Oh my God. And I, you, I would be the type of person I didn't really have time, but I made time. Okay. Like if you really want something, you find a way to pull money from somewhere to go and, and, and spend on it. I know. Come on. Let's be real here. So I think the reason why a lot of people aren't um, doing that for their finances is because they don't really view it as something that they need to learn anything about. It's just something that should come naturally. But honestly, we were not born with instructions on these matters. Let's just be real and call a duck a duck. Okay, a spade a spade, a diamond a diamond. You get where I'm going with this. Okay, get a notebook. 
um, because I'm going to be on Mondays, especially I'm going to be just delling it up. I'm not doing this throughout the week. It's going to be once a week, every Monday. Um, and I'm, I'm going to give you, you know, some of the meat and potatoes that I've been taking in and I'm just going to share it, share, share, share. So please share, share, share my show, show, show. (laughs) I really, really, really appreciate it. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Okay, so you can keep up with it because I'm subscribed to my own show on iTunes and it it'll and when I post or publish the show, it actually gives me a pop up. Oh, it's ready. Okay, if you're washing dishes, turn it on. Okay. Thanks so much for listening today. Hope you guys found a wealth of um, information. And if you did value, again, I'm just going to ask that you share, share, share and subscribe. It's your girl, Angie B on Crystal's View.